I had a really weird day today. I feel really rushed today because I. Uh, FaceTime soy mean mean ride. Like that kind of rush. Yeah, I yeah I guess so. <laughs> Super Chat. Nuthouse just gave us a $5 Super Chat to start things off today. Just, he said just for the show. But for the Will Show. <laughs> the Will Show? Yeah. Margie put me down for two fifty. Do you accept cash? Dude, we bottomed out our, our internet money account going to Adrenaline. Oh, we did? Yeah, there was like $17 left in it. <laughs> but it was Need worth it. Internet money. Yeah, internet money. No, I was what I was what I was going to open the show with. I had a really weird day today. I feel really rushed today because I. Uh, FaceTime soy mean mean ride. Like that kind of rush. Yeah, I yeah I guess so. <laughs> Sorry. I think Emerson had a plan today because we still didn't give him his phone. He's still in trouble, and so he uh, he uh, he didn't wake up for his quote unquote alarm. We pulled out an actual alarm clock. And said it, Gretchen did, <laughs> and uh, it didn't. It didn't go off, and so, oh. uh, so I had to. I had to wake up and take him to school. And then when I took him to school, um, I was awake, and I'm like, I'm like, you know, I'm awake. I should just do what I was gonna do. I was. I wanted to go fishing today, just by myself, just hanging out by myself. You know, just, just fishing, and. Uh, I sat down on the chair and the next thing I know, it's one at one o'clock in the afternoon. And so then I'm like, Oh crap. So then I went fishing anyways. And then I had to pick Emerson up at school at four. Cause he usually goes to this after school thing and he wasn't there. So then I was like, Oh great. I just wasted a whole much time. So then I went home and he, he wasn't there, but he did leave me a note and the note said, thought I was going to be late. And he rode his motorcycle to work, which he's not supposed to do. And he's not supposed to have a key to his bike. He, lost the other one. And so basically I'm just, I'm just, I'm really, I'm, I'm really having a weird day today. Yeah. Lost things are found sometimes. Yeah. Is that what he said? Is he like, Oh, I found it. I don't know. He left me a note. And then on the note, he specifically made a point to say, was going to try to tell you, but don't have my phone. <laughs> so I'm on to you. If you're watching, of course you can't watch cause you don't have your phone, but I'm, I'm on to him. I think it was planned. Well, I don't know. You gotta, you gotta respect his ambition for getting to work. I guess. I There's guess. That. I guess. I did catch. Uh, so I went to my. I went to my creek today. My creek has been bonkers quiet, like nothing. No, no bites. No nothing. We caught like a few bullhead that were baby bullhead, little baby guys couple weeks ago but ever since then it's like nothing and i was thinking i was sitting there thinking why that could be and either a it's just not the right time for that area of the creek or um there was a big log kind of kind of in the water in a certain spot and now it's gone like when we showed up there after winter we're like hey that tree's gone so the tree got pushed downstream or whatever so now there's no obstruction there so maybe that maybe that made the spot not as good anymore so 
Then oh, there's like a, there's not goodies getting hung yeah, up on the log. Yeah, or something like that. So now, so then there's a spillway that that we went to. Gretchen and I actually went fishing by ourselves yesterday too, and there's a spillway underneath the Standing Bird Lake that we like to go to because at, at at least we'll catch something. Even you know, for just there might be a little sunfish or whatever, but at least we'll catch something. So I wanted to go there today. Well, there was already somebody there, and I was like, gosh darn it! And so then I went up to the actual lake, lake, and uh, um. I had to kind of recalibrate what I was going for. So I, I, I rigged everything up and I started catching black crappie. What does that mean? Uh, so there's a white, white crappie and black crappie. And, uh, uh-huh. I, I know that standing bear actually has both. And, uh, um, so, um, I was having I don't know fun. Anything about, I don't know anything about fishing. Clearly, uh, I'm not a fishy guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, crappie are like, um, so you got sunfish, right? Which are little, little dingers, and normally, <laughs> normally yeah. you don't really want to catch. I mean, you can't really keep them. I mean, you can, but they're not worth keeping usually. Crappie, though, crappie. Ta- a, they taste good. They got a mouth like a bass, kind of. So they, yeah. they, and they usually go for minnows. They, they usually go for a certain. They don't really go for worms that much. They're usually a minnow type, um, of fish. So, I had a, I had my little lure, and that's what I was doing. I was catching crappie all, all day. Caught one big one about, I don't know, about yay big. For for standing yeah. lake, it's probably pretty big, but uh, I had to put them all back, of course. I don't, I don't feel like keeping them. And then I then I had to go pick Emerson up, and then I came back, and then um, and then um, the spot the the spot that I was at was open again, so I went down there and I started catching a bunch of fish. There's some giant carp in there, and uh, but the problem is, I, you can't you can't get the bait to them because by the time the, the your bait your worms get in the water because I could see them like the water's clear enough. You could literally see where all these fish, these big fish were. And it's just a carp. So it's again, it's not like a prize fish or anything, but it's just fun to catch, especially when they're big. But by the time you put your bait in the water and it starts floating down to begin in front of their face, all these little baby bluegill and, and green bass and stuff like pew, 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 pew. And they're, you know, you catch them instead. So I don't know. I just want my spot to my creek spot to get good again. Yeah, good spots are nice. I know. I had a lady tell me yesterday. We'll get to RC stuff in a minute, but I had a lady tell me tell Gretchen and I yesterday that there you can you couldn't fish here because in order to get to where we go to the creek, you have to go through a golf course, and of course, golf courses have a couple lakes, and so we parked and I got my hat on and Gretchen's got Gretchen was like she hates ticks so she's like all clothed up and everything and. We're starting to walk, and this lady with her dog, she's like, you can't fish here. Yeah. And. <laughs> Were you just like, I'm just taking my pole and tackle for a walk. We're I, not no, fishing. I turned around, and I said, <laughs> I said, it's okay, Karen. We're not fishing here. And she's like, ow. She didn't even get it. I called her Karen. Is she like, how did you know my name yeah, was Karen? Yeah, how did you know my name was Karen? <laughs> but anyways. I had Sunday off. I wanted to use it up. Gretchen and I, the problem is if Gretchen's got to the same day that I off that I have off, then all of a sudden she's got plans. So my Sunday was yeah. kind of blown at that point. Anyways, how was your day? Not bad. <laughs> I had a doctor's appointment in the afternoon and did that, came home, looked at the yard and thought about mowing it and decided not to. And then, uh, uh, started working on my scooter 
taking it all apart. Try to give it a once over, check for loose loose bolts and stuff, and make sure it's not going to fall apart out from under me while I'm riding it. Ten thousand yeah. miles an hour. So that's all I did. My scooter's getting up. To, it's at three hundred miles right now, Ooh. and two hundred more miles, and I got to change the oil for the first time. Yeah, are you going to do it? Are you going to take it to the dealer? I'll probably take it to the dealer. Why? I don't know. My windshield's in. I got it. I actually, I should drive over there tomorrow and get it. I'm going to try to put that. I'm going to try to put that on by myself. Got a wind jammer. Yeah, I got a wind jammer. Yeah, those are nice. I've never had a bike with one. Yeah. I've been contemplating a closed faced helmet just so the bugs don't hit me. Oh, you don't have like a visor. Yeah, but it's tinted, so it doesn't do any good at night. Oh. Yeah. And uh, that seems to be when the bugs hit me the most. So, I I, I prefer closed face helmets. I do have uh, my sunglasses. I can take the lenses and put clear lenses in them. So I was oh really? About, yeah, I was thinking about doing that. Well, I've done that a few times. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, to keep you from like, I don't know. Like, if you if the helmet's gonna do anything, it's probably gonna keep you from like getting hurt at low speed and. It'd keep you from like breaking your jaw or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I know. Emerson yells at me too because I'm not clothed enough for him. Oh, yeah. You should at least wear jeans. Do you wear flip flops on your scooter? No. No. Okay. Shoes for sure. It's, it's a big dumb. Yeah. It's a big dumb move. I, oh, I was going to tell you. I saw a dude bigger than me riding a ruckus to Casey's down the street. Nice. He was so big on his poor little ruckus that the rear tire was like struggling. It was like, oh shit. Yeah, it was (laughs) struggling. (laughs) I saw it. I'm like, oh, that's on a that's a ruckus. And I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. That guy's on a ruckus. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) I guess probably a party animal. Probably. Probably listening to the show right now. Yeah. Hey, they're talking about me. Well, uh, boy, we had a big weekend. Uh, it's kind of a relief. Oh, to get it over with? Just to get it. I mean, that was a really busy couple weeks there. About a, about three weeks in a row. Four weeks in a row. Yeah. So it's kind of kind of nice to kind of have it over with. Kind of have a couple weeks to just sort of chill. I got to buy a slash. I got to buy a slash this week. What happened to yours from last year? Uh, Emerson got a hold of it. Oh, it's destroyed. And it That's turned into saying. not a stock slash. And uh, so then I ended up selling it. Actually, I sold it to one of our uh, our uh, Patreon members, uh, Ben uh, Huffstetler. Ooh. So. That's cool. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. So, yeah, I'm just going to get a new one. I, actually, I have a uh, speed controller. I bought a Hobbywing uh, G2 uh, Elite speed controller. Mm-hmm. Cause I thought I needed it and turns out I didn't. So I, it's actually brand new still at my house. I might just return it and then use that to get to slash. Oh yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. I know we got in some B 6.4 parts. I know we got in springs, pistons, shock bodies, mm-hmm. but I thought we got some other stuff too, uh, on Friday, but I wasn't able to go up there and check cause we were so busy. I'm pretty sure we got, I'm pretty sure I would do some of the parts now. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't go up there and look at it. HRP um, was the only one that had them in stock too, so we just we yeah. just told them to ship them. I got a whole bunch of stuff coming again for 
Like it just keeps coming in stock. I just keep doing new orders. Yeah, I gotta get. Uh, how much of that car is different than the old car I mean, or the point three? Yeah, uh, the shock bodies and the front end. So the front arms are different. No, the arms are the same, but spindles are a little different. Shocks are different. Mm. Other than that, I mean the bell cranks and stuff like that. The rear ends same. Do you think it'd be worth getting the new spindles on my car if I don't get to if I don't get the whole point four? Well, the thing is, is it's like the things that are making that car better are the the caster and bell crank changes to it. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, that's like the big difference. So you'd, if you did one thing, you'd have to do everything. Um. So, I mean, yeah, I, I would think you could update it. You'd have to get just the whole front clip. And then if you got the shocks, I mean, you'd be in. Yeah. Chassis length, though. Yeah. Chassis is a little shorter. Mm-hmm. I just don't feel like getting a new car, but after, after racing this weekend, I don't know. I'm torn. I, uh, I mean, I won 40 plus, but it was a little bit luck. Yeah. A little bit of, a little bit of just driving good finally. But I mean, Mac was clearly faster with the new car. Oh yeah. No, he's doing good. I ran a 20 flat with mine, something like that. Somewhere around there. So, I mean, it's definitely quicker. And I think it's got more in it. I know it does. So, I said, I have things that I want to try, you know, for our, our type of racing we do here. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Well, let's talk Summer Series, and then we'll... Uh, you guys leave some comments tonight. We uh, we don't have... There's not a whole lot nationally to talk about. And, of course, the Summer Series is a big deal, so we'll get into that. But uh, leave us some comments on this one. Don't forget to leave it like and stuff so we can get up on the algorithm a little bit. Yeah, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. All that stuff that's cliche with YouTube and stuff now. Social media influencers. Yeah, social media influencers. Got oh, uh, real quick. So um, I did get, I've been pointing a lot. I don't know why I do that. Um, I did get the Axial um, uh, Base Camp. So I will be doing a r- unboxing style review on that. But I thought about doing something different. What I'd like to do is like get a bunch of batteries and just drive it through a bunch of dumb stuff like like mud and water and I don't know. Just like tor- I want to torture it. I want to like torture test it. Yeah. So I don't know. I might try to do something like that. We'll see what happens. That'd be cool. But I haven't had time. I was going to do something Sunday. And of course, it's Sunday. Gretchen and I had that a day off, so can't do anything there. Today I wanted to enjoy a day off, so I didn't do anything RC related today at all, other than this. But that will be coming soon. Kind of cool. I got I got I got it kind of late. I'm like, that thing was announced a week and a half ago. Hmm, it's pretty cool. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully this week something that I'm really looking forward to is announced, so I can talk about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have no idea what it is. Yeah. I want to know what it is. Yeah, I, I, I think I, depending on what it is, I might even want one. I Dude, if I get sent one, I'm also going to buy another one just so I have one unopened. Really? It's that big a deal? To me, it is. Yeah. Yep. Will I care about it? 
Uh, probably not. Oh, really? If Associated made something, oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to, I don't want to say too much. I don't think I can, but. Summer series. Summer series, dude. Yeah. 211 entries. Uh, Steve RC actually went back um, because he only ran Plex back. So he had, he had three hours to kill. So he went back and he looked at every single summer series on live RC and 211 was the most entries we've ever had. Oh, really? Yeah. What was the last most closest one? I think if I remember correctly, just off the top of my head, I think it was like 208 or 207 that we had in 2016. That was like one of our, um, basically oh, that was before the Nats. That was before the Nats. We had, we had, remember we jammed the summer series to go before the Nats, which was a mistake on my part, but still, um, and I think two of those rounds were over 200. And I know I remember specifically one of them being 208 or something like that. So it was really close, but, um, uh, it was just really good to see. It's kind of like one of those things where like, um, I mean, I've said this before on here, but basically, um, you know, I, for a summer series race, I'm really happy if, if we get 150, I'm super stoked. Mm-hmm. and we're way over that. And so it's just one of those things where the, the team associated Reedy summer series at the Plex is just a reliable race. It's just a reliable thing that happens every summer where if you want to go somewhere with a really high level of competition, hopefully a fun track that it has been for, for a while, I think, then you got you got yourself a reliable venue to go to. You can pick if you don't want to do the whole thing. You can pick around, and you know that you're always going to have. You're, it's always going to be a high level race, and it's one of those things that I've I've always, when I first started doing this, it's what I imagined us having, and now we have it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, it's kind of cool. It's really cool. I guess I, it's just, you just don't see that all over the place. So no, you definitely don't. Extremely like, fortunate. I think the next closest thing is probably the JBRLs. Yeah. Which I checked. JBRL had 222 Saturday. Cause I know in the past we've beat JBRL, um, on uh, entry fee entry wise, which I know doesn't matter cause they're in California. You know, Jimmy, right. Jimmy stuff is in California. It's just cool to compare it to because, when I first thought of how to uh, brand the Team Associated Summer Series, I wanted it to be like a JBRL race in the Midwest. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, the fact that we're getting that same sort of feel. In fact, actually, dude, they only had they only had like seven mod two wheels. Yeah, you were saying that. We are so freaking lucky. Like if, if we didn't have tool mod, I, I don't honestly know what I would do. Yeah. Cause I, that's what I like to race. And it's, it's, I like to race cause it's cheap. <laughs> you know, yeah. your mod mode is a hundred bucks. It lasts for a couple of years. If you, if you do the, if you do it right, mm-hmm. your speed controller, once you get a good speed controller, it can last forever, you know, maybe one battery a year and you don't have to worry about, charging it at crazy amps or anything like that. Cause it's mod. I just, 
if we did not have mod, I would, I would go crazy. Mm-hmm. I'd be bored, be bored out of my mind. You are right. So we're, boy, we're extremely fortunate. Um, so yeah, so 211, uh, the biggest class was 13.5 four wheel drive. So, uh, we had Tom Rinnernecht come on out, kind of come back home, I guess. And he did, uh, kind of picked up right where he left off. It was kind of weird seeing him in an x-ray. Yeah, it was. The last time he drove here, he was driving low C. Yeah. And then he did, he did kind of what I like to do at that. I don't know. He's not sponsored by x-ray, is he? Did he, did he finally take a deal on that? I guess I'd let him say. I was going to ask know. him, but but I didn't get around to it. But I know I know at the CRC race he was officially unsponsored. and He basically just borrowed a car. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like I I guess like I don't know if he made it like official or anything. And it's kind of his thing to say. His four wheel drive looked really good. It did he was jumping past the downside of the crossover, and his car was just landing. And coming up that hill. Mm-hmm. It was pretty crazy. Uh, let's see. Q2 rankings. So in 13.5 four-wheel drive, I want to answer my own question here. There was 42. And in independent, there was 39 independent buggies. Wow. So it was close. It was very close. And then an expert, there was 21. So... Um, we had down to an E main in independent and thirteen five four wheel drive buggy. Um, overall, just just a really good day. There's like nineteen mod two wheels. Mm-hmm. So that that gave you guys a good two heats to kind of get spread out and figure it out. So felt felt pretty good about that. Um, the track was really good, don't you think? No, I thought so. I, I, yeah, it really came in. I had very little tire wear and uh, plenty of plenty of grip. Yeah, I ran a set of tires that I broke in at the ProTech race on my truck. So they had like two or three runs on them then. And then uh, I ran them on Friday night a couple of times. And then I raced it all day on Saturday and they still have tread on them. Yeah. Emerson's truck tires actually look pretty good, and he's really hard on tires. There you go. So those have like, I don't know, 12 runs on them yeah. probably. Yeah, it's going to be really good. I'm uh, um, uh, I'm actually really good on tires myself. The, the tires that I ran on mod on Friday and Saturday I think are still pretty doubt. I might even, buy, I might even put them in one of the, my tubes that I have. Mm-hmm. From ProTech and just and just run my other tires for club racing. Actually, I probably won't even get to club race before the next summer series. Now that I think about it. Oh yeah, because this weekend is the truck series. And then the following weekend, I'm actually going to not be there. I'm going to a graduation party. So I won't even get to club race. And then we come back, and I'm going to make the changes to the track that Monday night and Tuesday, and it'll be another summer series race. So. Oof. It's going to be fast. That's going to come up quick. It's going to feel, at least it feel, it's going to feel like it is. 
Yeah, I'm not racing this this Saturday. I just need a day to do stuff around. I'm the gonna home. race stock slash. Um. Okay. Uh. We had uh, some lower mains. I had to move a couple of races around, so we actually ran the Plex spec A main before the expert B main, just to make sure that we had no marshals running back to back. And uh, Plex spec A main, this was super fun, and it kind of went down how I thought it might go down. You you could literally take any name in this Plex spec A main, and each one of these names could could have won Saturday, and can still win more down the road. I mean, seriously. I mean, Lily Kaziski won uh, or got second at the ProTech race. Isn't that right? I believe so. I don't yeah. want to sell her short, but I, I, so, and she finished 10th. Nice. Granted her car broke, but still like it was kind of, it's just kind of nuts. Um, to think about, um, and after the, f- I, I think that Plex spec, you could, I mean, there's just like, sometimes there could be just a kid that's like on one yeah, and comes out of nowhere, just out know? of nowhere, just, he could qual- he could qualify like seventh and find himself in the lead. Um, actually, Ryan and Alex sort of did that Saturday. And I, I just want to give a shout out to all the ladies. After the first round, there was four of the four girls in the top five, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought was great. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then and then the men's struck or boys everyone look at it they struck back in round two and kind of the young men kind of split everybody up and then in the main uh the men took over they just uh they just they like put a lid on that glass ceiling i was like nope not today <laughs> <laughs> they were like ah, God, i don't want to make a joke huh? they were like the trump of of rc they were like to hillary they're like nope go slam not today oh. Yeah. All right. That didn't hit very well. Nah. That's kind of what I, I, I don't know. It's kind of what I was thinking. Anyways. Uh, okay. Uh, Grayson Stevie with a TQ and a win though. He was, now, Grayson was like eighth mm-hmm. after the first round and he ended up getting the TQ. Ryan Nemec from the seventh spot to get second. And then Alex Eichler from the sixth spot ended up third. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, Emily Bagley, uh, was fourth. Ariana Smith was fifth. Mario Quintana from the bump spot to sixth. Isabel, Isabella McMullen dropped down a little bit. She qualified third, finished seventh. Sawyer Haley was eighth. Ryan Bishop, the bishops were there. Did you see them? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. With the short yeah. course trucks that they've had uh-huh. forever. Yeah. It's yeah, been a couple of yeah, years. Uh-huh. It's been a couple of years since they've, they've raced and, uh, they picked up right where they left off. So Ryan Bishop, he got the bump, finished ninth. Then Lily qualified second and again broke out about four laps in. But still, this is uh, Plex Spec's going to be nuts, dude. Like, I don't even know who to put my money on for this this year. If we were betting, which we're not, we should. We should have like a like a Plex Spec. <laughs> we should have like a Plex Spec pool. Yeah, that'd be kind of fun. Spec pool. A spec Plex pool. pool. Yeah, Plex, Plex Spec. Ooh, a Plex pool. pool. There you go. Another uh, another Plex spec oriented brand name that or a uh, hobby Plex oriented brand name that can get stolen. Yeah, uh, what was it? Or 
what's the you know, DraftKings? You look on DraftKings and there's like spoon betting. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder if we can get it added to DraftKings. <laughs> hey, if it's if it's worth betting on, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, then we had Stadium Truck, um, and uh, you were pretty much unchallenged. It was close. Yeah. It was close for a little while. I watched the video. Yeah, but you just sort of slowly. At first, you slowly drove away, and then after, I think Tommy crashed, and then no, Tommy didn't really crash very much. It was uh, third on back that were crashing a lot, and then out of all of that, uh, Emerson finally kind of got free and was able to take over that position. Yeah. But your truck looked really good. Looked really snappy. Looked really fast. Thanks. Yeah, about mid mid race, I just kind of started cruising. Like I didn't want to, I don't know. I never run that truck that long before. I don't think so. I didn't want to like overheat it or something weird just cause I'm driving it too hard. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then, then it's like you said something about being on the lead lap. I was like, okay, well, let's let's see if we can get these guys off the lead lap. Yeah, you just <laughs> you just came up behind Emerson right at the end. Yeah, I think that like my last my fastest laps were actually my last few laps, like because I ran like a twenty point. Well, I ran a twenty point seven, then I backed it up with a twenty point eight and a few other twenty point eights and a twenty point nine. Yeah, my, truck, my truck's all right. Truck's pretty dialed, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Smith uh, was solidly in second. Um, he was uh, he was in second the whole time. I I had to I had to catch him up. He missed his one lap. Tommy and Alex Vanderbeek they both missed one lap every single time they race. Wow! And it's just those two. So I don't know what's happening, but uh, but I'm always looking for it. And so for a little while there, I showed him in last, but he wasn't. He was in second. Um, it was Emerson that, uh, um, kind of slowly worked his way up there. Um, TJ was actually in third for a majority of this race. Emerson finally got around him. They were having a really good close battle. Um, TJ probably should have finished fourth, but we gotta, we gotta, we gotta work on him on how to think bigger picture when he has this, I tried to talk to him on the driver's stand for our thir- during our 13 five race while we were waiting for something. Mm-hmm. And it, he just sort of like mentally sort of lost it <laughs> basically. Like, you know, he crashed a lot after he got passed by Emerson and he ended up, I mean, he ended up finishing, I think, I think eighth. And that doesn't do his, the way he drove or his truck that's working really well any justice. So, we yeah. gotta we gotta get him to sort of think bigger picture because there's a pretty big difference between fourth and eighth in points. Um, but Emerson he uh, he had a horrible day. He uh, missed the first round because again he was in trouble, so he had to go to summer or not summer school Saturday school, and then uh, so he missed his first round. Then in his second round he was on a TQ pace and he just started crashing, and uh, so he drove up TQ pace. He was. He was ahead of oh, really? TQ pace for, for a good minute and then he crashed and then he crashed a few more times um, after that. So, and it, he went from, he went from TQ to being in the B within about three laps. It was, it was, I was like, dude, you can hear me on the mic. Didn't you hear me on the mic? 
So yeah. Usually you can usually you can tell by the inflection on my on my announcing when Emer- when Emer- Emerson's in a race and he he starts doing dumb stuff. Yeah. Well, like I what did I run in the? I was on like a it was like a fifteen fourteen or fifteen twelve something like that, and I got tangled up with traffic. But uh, you know that's gonna happen. Yeah. But I still went like I think two seconds faster than the first round. Emerson was on a fifteen oh eight. Oh really? In truck the first for about the first minute of his qualifier that he was in, and then he crashed. And then after that, it's he did the same thing. It just mentally just had a collapse. Crashed a bunch after that and ended up in the B. So he was he was he was all right. He just uh, track position really hurt him for the main. Otherwise, you never know. He he was close to getting second too. Just uh, couldn't. He ran out of time with uh, with Tommy. Uh, Brian Burnt qualified fourth, finished fourth. Justin Steeby qualified eighth, finished uh, fifth. Logan Prismanis. Um, these guys were all having a pretty good race. There were between Emerson, Brian, Justin, Logan, and John Berdine, and even Connor Herrick for a while. They're all twisted up back there for positions, and then and then Emerson finally broke away from that, chased down TJ. And then um, I remember Brian, Justin, Logan, those guys were all pretty pretty close. In fact, Justin and Logan finished one second apart. Uh, John Bairdine finished seventh. TJ did drop to eighth. Connor Herrick was ninth. Brian Cox didn't race. Um, it ran too late for Brian. Brian said he's going to get a room next time. So he didn't have to Brian. drive home. Oh, Brian Cox? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he used to get a room. Yeah, I know. He could have stayed at my house. I think he's allergic to cats, though. I don't think he no, can. Yeah. I don't think he can stay at my house anymore. Um, four wheel drive mod was a crazy one. Um, the I, I I made a comment like the band was back together, kind of because you had you had Alex, Aiden, Drew, Tom, and Nate, and they're all that was kind of our always for the last couple of years the perennial, you know, top guys in in two wheel and four wheel, and uh, there they were again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Tom and Tom, or Drew TQ'd. He was really fast. They had a really good qualifier in. Tom was right behind him. The start of that main, they were super duper uber close. At about the fifth lap, both uh, Drew and Tom dropped down. Alex took over the lead and was never seen again. And then Aiden Olson, who really just put in some work. He was going back and forth with Tom for a while and he ended up second. Um, his first week back last week wasn't anything to write home about. And then he, he actually, because he's out of college and he didn't have anything else better to do. He was here. I think, I think Monday and Tuesday and possibly even Thursday, just, just working on his stuff, trying to get him, him trying to get it back up to speed a bit again. And it, it definitely paid off. Um, because the second in this crowd is really good. Ruben King got third. Tom got fourth. Nate Sutherland uh, ended up fifth. Owen Vanderbeek, sixth. Mason Herrick, seventh. Uh, David Alberico, ninth. Ethan Dallaire, uh, I'm sorry. David Alberico, t- eighth. Ethan Dallaire, ninth. And Dustin Hosick was tenth. But Vanderbeek, dude, I don't know how he does that. He'll have a horrible day of qualifying, be like fifth or sixth, and the next thing you know, he's up there winning the main. Mm-hmm. He did that in Hutch. Like, he wasn't TQ, I don't think, in Hutch, and then somehow managed to 
win the AAA mains down there. Independent buggy. So this is another one, dude. Remember, we've been talking about it's a crapshoot as to who is the favorite. And I, 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 I've always, I've wanted to say Bender's probably the favorite because he's been running. He had been running expert with pretty good success on carpet as well. But I didn't want to like necessarily single him out. Uh, but he did TQ and win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean. Daniel's just focused when he, when he, when he's just, he's got that, like, um, that Mason Fuller, like focus, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right. When he, when he want, when he has it, it's kinda, I could see that. It's kind of cool. Um, the, uh, the interesting story here was Logan Prismanis. Um, Logan, um, works for us. And has been doing so much different RC stuff over the last year that I kind of hope he doesn't get burned out. You know? Oh well, yeah, it's easy to do. He's got trucks, he's got he's got an outcast, uh, a giant outcast 8S that he plays with. You know, he wanted to do gas truck. They bought a they bought a nitro rustler to try and race gas truck with and didn't quite work out. And then they then he runs minis as well on Tuesdays, you know. <laughs> Wow! I mean, so we're just what an Iron Man, dude. Seriously, I mean, he's pretty much always there. I just, I just hope he doesn't get burned out. But um, you can tell he wanted to race. Uh, that he was ready to race ten scale this year for sure for the summer series. Um, so he he, he logged in a really good second. T.J. Williams was third. Um, kind of the same deal. T.J. was in second, and uh, when Logan got around him, I I, I was worried that T.J. was gonna drop a few more spots but he kind of gathered it up ended up third got to get those top three points you know if you want a shot at this thing um jake poteet who's always a perennial independent runner he's uh is that the right word to say perennial yeah it sounds right uh he was fourth uh darren Ryder was fifth um justin stevie was sixth the start of this race from about third on back if you watch the video was a mess. It was, was, it? It was bad. Uh, but they all figured it out. Um, Dalton Conrad, there's another one. Um, ended up seventh. John Haas uh, was eighth. Andrew Thomas, he bumped up, uh, ended up ninth. And Matt Mosier uh, was tenth. So pretty good. And then 40-plus uh, mod. Um we had two heats of mod, two heats of this one this year. Remember last year we had one heat usually, and that was that was kind of rough last year because mm-hmm. it oh, was. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm not trying to like discount anybody else that runs 40 plus, but when you have just one heat of 40 plus and there's a wide range of skill level, sometimes it can be hard on on the lead guys because we're coming up so quick sometimes that we don't want to mess the guy in front of us up that it, 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 it can get a little messy. So right. it was just nice to have two heats in this one uh, with a lot of familiar names. And there was a couple, uh, a couple of new names too. A couple of guys turned 40 this year. A couple of guys who uh, haven't been here in a while. So, um, so Mac TQ'd. Um, I TQ'd round one. Mac went faster round two. 
but um, but I got around him at the start. He he missed the front that that first double right off the uh, the loop, and uh, I got underneath of there. And then the next lap, he did the same thing. So the next thing you know, I've got like a five second lead, and I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. But there was seven minutes left. So in my, I'm I'm thinking up there. If you guys want to know, I'm I'm thinking, okay. You have a five second lead. You need to manage this thing well because you've blown this sort of thing before. <laughs> like, that's what I was thinking. Like, don't blow this one. You've got this now. Let's just not screw it up. And uh, I almost found a way to screw it up twice. I didn't wreck, wreck. Like, I didn't need a marshal, but I did. I made one screw up at the top of the hill I traction rolled before the straightaway. And then I messed up in the whoops once, but didn't need a marshal, but I had to basically slow way down. And that gap went from five seconds, to like one point, whatever seconds. And then Mac just straight up caught me. And so then at that point, if you want to know what's going through my head, I'm like, okay, Mac has caught me. There's like two and a half minutes to go. I'm like, I can still win this thing. If I just put my car, this is what I thought. I'm like, I'm just going to make sure that my car is always in the preferred line. Always. I'm just going to put it there. I don't care how slow I have to go. It's always going to be in the way, basically. And he's going to have to find a way to drive around me. And so for about a minute, I think we drove nose to tail with me just doing everything I could to keep my car where the, the, the line is supposed to be. And then the whoops uh, reached up and grabbed him. And I think that was that. And then the end of the race was crazy because we had caught up to lap traffic and they were going. There was a lot of a lot of loud traffic to try to drive through. So I was poking my way through and I hit a car. I hit a car jumping off of the crossover into the landing. And I thought for sure my car was broke. I was like, Oh, you got to be kidding me, but it wasn't. So it was fine. But I was worried there for a second. I was like, no, I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. Cause I thought that I, the way that I hit him, I was like, that's gotta be a shock tower, but it ended up working out. So basically we're tied again in points. This happened last year. We'll go into round two washed. We'll be in the same score. Uh, Tommy Smith was in second for a while, for a little while. He was in second for uh, a good, um, uh, or was he? Maybe not. Oh, you know who it was? It was uh, Peevler. Peevler was in second for a little while. Yeah. At least a lap or two at the start. He got a good start as well. So, um, um, But Tommy did end up coming back to get third. Uh, Brent Riley, who just turned 40. So Tommy and Brent just turned 40 mm-hmm. recently. So they get to run 40 with us. Peevler ended up fifth. Uh, then it was Brian Burnt. And then David Fastis raced with us in 40 plus, uh, which, which is fun. Um, and then John Bairding, Josh McMullen, and Brian Cox. Again, uh, he went home early, so he's just going to take those 10th place points. But <sighs> here we go again. Basically tied. Um, and then two-wheel mod was right after that. Um, Tom Rennenecht, uh got the TQ and win. Um, Vanderbeek was second. Mason Herrick was third. Um, I believe, just off of memory, I'm pretty sure that Tom, Alex, and Mason were kind of in their own little race for a majority of this race. Um. And in fact, I think Tom, I know Alex made a pass underneath a Mason coming onto the straightaway. I mean, he was like this far from hitting that little, that little out of, you know how the pipes, 
uh, fit together. He was probably like like a millimeter away from hitting that to get underneath the Mason. Mason had to give it up because Alex had position for the end of the straightaway. It was a sweet pass. I mean, the crowd was like, oh. I mean, you could hear the hush in the video. And then, um, and then Alex passed Mason pretty slyly. Is that an adverb? Adjective? Slyly? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, it'll work. Uh, right before the crossover. Again, just enough space to do it. Um, but then um, Tom got by again. I think Alex might have bounced off something and Tom got back around and then they touched a few times at the end and Alex is a good sport and they know each other well. So he waited and uh, Tom ended up taking the win. Um, if Tom doesn't make all the rounds, he basically just took a TQ point away as well because he TQ'd and won. So um, Vanderbeek was second, Mason Herrick third, Alberico with a good finish in fourth, Ethan Dallaire top five, Drew, uh, you got seventh. Thought that was pretty good because uh, your start really sucked. Um, yeah, I got, I got peeled. Yep. <laughs> um, Owen was eighth, Aiden Olson was ninth, and Jackson Anderson uh, had to bump up into the main, and he was up there for a little while. And then kind of fell back um, in 10th. So, yeah, my car got better like towards during or like during the main. That was like the best my car was all day. Mm. So, just kept get I just kept changing stuff on it. Yeah. Pretty exciting main, though. Um, I don't think I got this one from the driver stand video. I think I got it from my booth video. So, it wasn't, it, you know, it still works, but. Shane Alberico took like three or four of the videos that I had up on, uh, on YouTube and, yeah. uh, um, he got it from the, like the driver stand area. So it's a little bit better. Um, 13, five, four wheel drive was next and, uh, yours truly, uh, got a TQ and win. Um, <laughs> I was telling the guys afterwards, I was like, I better have won for all the time and money that I've put into that stupid car. Like, <laughs> Like yeah. it better of one, damn it. You know, I got to say, I, I, it's been a while since I feel, I felt confident enough to, to drive hard, like the whole time and, and drive very lights out. That's, that's, that's how I, I put it to myself was like, this car is working. Your stuff's working so good right now. There's no reason to lose this race. Just, just stay focused. I, I was trying to stay focused the whole time and it was kind of easy to do because the car was so good, but I didn't really do anything dumb. And it's been a long time since I've done anything dumb, not done anything dumb, I guess, you know, like the INS race, same thing. This car was my, my four wheel drive car is pretty darn good. And, uh, you know, you go back and you watch the live stream on that, and I just did a bunch of dumb stuff out there. So, I don't know. But car's pretty good. I'm pretty. Happy. Oh yeah, it looked like it was. I took Tyler Hook's advice, and I took those eight hole pistons out of it, mm-hmm. and I made my own piston. So uh, the Techno has a set of pistons that you can just buy and drill yourself, and I made four hole. He told me to do five hole, but I made four hole uh, 1.5s and I put those in front and back. And on Friday night, I filled it up with 30 weight oil, 
with the same shocks, red, red springs, pink springs, pink springs are really soft, but if you put any heavier spring on there, the car will like loop out. It's really bizarre. And I left the same shock oil or the same diff fluid. I'd, I had at INS. So I had, uh, uh, 10 in the front, uh, 30 in the middle. And, uh, I believe seven in the back. And the shock thing, uh, really helped that car, but it was a little soft. So I put 35 in it. Remember I had to borrow your 35 weight. Mm-hmm. So I put 35 weight in it and that was like the ticket. So the car's really good now. It's really exciting to have a car that good. So we'll see if it continues. Uh, Hendrickson was probably faster than me in the, in the qualifiers. It felt like, but, um, hung, I hung on to that TQ. Um, but in the main, again, it was kind of the same deal. He kind of bounced off a pipe maybe on the second or third lap. And all of a sudden I had a gap. And then I was just like up there, just, just like telling myself to stay focused and, and hold on to that gap, you know? Mm-hmm. And I ran a 19.5. This is my fastest lap. I think I did a lap four. And then towards the end of the race, if you look, dude, I had 98.4% consistency. And all my laps were like 20s, 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 20s. And then towards the end, I did like a 19.8. Hmm. So, wow. Still hauling it. Um, Cole was second. Easton McCormick from the bump up got up to third. So, great drive for Easton McCormick. Um, you know, boy, he, he's fast too. Maybe track position probably hurt him a little bit, um, to get any further. Bradley Peterson was fourth. Ashley McCormick, um, was fifth. David Peevler was your other bump up. He finished sixth. Chad Rubin King was seventh. Shane Alberico was eighth. Uh, TJ Williams was ninth and Connor Herrick was 10th. So 13, five is pretty awesome. We're going to have an expert class and an independent class at the INS. So some of these guys that, that are in the, you know, B and C main at, at our summer series will probably be your A mainers at the INS race. That's going to be really fun. Oh yeah. That'll be, that'll be good. I'm looking forward to that. And I already know the competition in that class is going to be crazy just based on who's signed up. So, Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, Matt Olson, if you ever watch this show, I just want to say, uh, thanks for the, uh, for the center pucks. I hope, I hope I, uh, I hope I drove, uh, hopefully that that earns me uh, my discount. <laughs> All right, uh, Mini Truggy was next. We're almost done. Uh, Mini Truggy Logan Prismanis with a TQ and a win. Um, again, Logan's truck Mini Truggy looks really good. Um, Matt Robinson from the eight to the two, and I gotta say, Matt always does this. He always has a really crappy qualifier in Mini Truggy. He did this last year, and then. The next thing you know, he's like second or third. And then John Haas, um, all those Thursdays here are paying off again. A main and independent buggy and uh, third place here in mini truggy. Jake Poteet, your ProTech winner, uh, was fourth. Ronnie Wint got a top five. Jake Wilkening uh, was sixth. Caleb Singh uh, was seventh. Uh, and then Kurt Benson, Chad Irwin, and then Tyler Fleming. And Tyler Fleming is running that C10 like uh, – like stampede body. Oh yeah. On his truck. That's cool. Oh yeah. I remember that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That's pretty yeah, cool. It's cool. It's really low looking. Maybe he's onto something. Yeah, maybe. All right. And then expert stock. And this one is kind of a stunner, dude. I think, um, Cole Henriksen was your TQ and was looking really fast all day. 
But David Peevler from the three got the lead about, about halfway, I think, or maybe towards the end. Yeah, it was about, about two-thirds of the way through. Got the lead and never looked back. And David Peevler getting the expert stock buggy win. Um, that's a big deal. That's, I mean, this fast dude in this class. So it's really good to see David fast. Uh, not David fast, but David, uh, again, showing his speed um, in the class that he's known for showing his speed in, which is expert yeah. stock buggy. So mm-hmm. um, Cole Henderson did finish second. So basically um, they're tied going into the points. And then Chad Rubin King from the bump up to third. And then, I don't know, hopefully it wasn't my announcing, but Chad was in second. And they're racing to the line. And I'm like, you might, I, was, I remember specifically saying, you might get one more, you might get one more. You know, don't stop, don't stop, don't stop. And they went over the jump and they both gunned it over the, over the jump. The, luff, the you know, the, the, uh, the loop jump. And then it looked like Chad like let up, like he thought the race was over. And then Cole got underneath him over the crossover. And I'm like, you're still going, you're still going. And then he went going again. So I don't think it was my fault. Mm-hmm. And if it was, I'll take full responsibility, but I don't remember saying anybody's done. I remember saying, this is going to be close. Race to the line, race to the line. You could get one more. I remember specifically saying, um, yeah, you know that. So, and then they raced the line. They still ended up um, 0.163 apart. So, I mean, it's pretty crazy. And then Bradley Peterson from the bump up to fourth. And then it was uh, Brent Riley fifth, Tyler Knine sixth, Riley Filbert was seventh, Emerson was eighth, and Ian Crawford was ninth, and Orlando Martinez, I think he left early too. I don't think he expected it to be such a big turnout with some of these guys. Yeah. So um, the story with Emerson is he he practiced with Maude on Friday, and then at 9.55, five minutes before we stopped practice, he goes, you know, I think I want to try to race stock. And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> like, I don't even know if I have a stock motor. So that morning, I, I, I soldered up a stock motor. I guessed on the gearing. Um, I took his car out, and it felt really slow. And I was like, well, maybe it's just because I haven't ran stock in so long. But then I was watching other guys, and I'm like, nope, his car's pretty slow. And so I asked around with gearing. I geared him about three teeth too high. So I dropped him down. And I, I took it out again, and this time it actually felt fast, like faster. And uh, I did a 21 flat with his car in practice, and I'm like, well, that's actually pretty good, I think. Um, I think the upper echelon stock guys are doing 20s, but, you know, I could just be, I'm not used to the car and everything else. So, yeah. Um, it took a lot Emerson, of factors there. Yeah, it took Emerson a while to get you. I think it took him a little while to get used to it too because he really didn't have any practice. But he did qualify for the main, so I was pretty happy about that. He qualified eighth. He finished eighth. And I said, look, we'll just we'll just work on it for next time and, and get try to get it faster, try to do the same thing I did with my 13.5 car. Yeah, you'll have to get like a titanium kit and ball studs. Ceramic and, bearings uh, and, and... All the uh, lightweight drivetrain stuff. Yeah, and, well, we'll try to we'll try to make it faster. Um, but he did drive good. I mean, I think he was even up there for a little while. Um, yeah, I might go. I might get some more stuff for my truck for INS. Yeah, like cer- ceramic bearings and lightweight 
transmission and all the stuff. I don't know. I don't know. You might not need it, dude. Your truck's Why? pretty fast. I mean, I make it faster, but I'm just saying don't I wouldn't I wouldn't do anything to change geometry or anything like no. that for sure. No, I was just thinking maybe a ceramic bearing kit would go a long way. Or reliability. Don't mess with reliability either. Yeah, that's one thing I'm good at. I don't know. Like I mean, so like after because uh, Emerson's qualifiers before mine, I just kind of was just driving around in the second one because I already had it because he didn't beat my first round. So, but it's like I need to be, I don't know, maybe I should be driving it harder and qualifying when I, even if I don't have to. But, um, but I mean, it is quick. I don't know. I always try to, I always think like more, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We need to take a pivot break and then we'll, then we'll get to our comments. So guys in the comment section, if you're watching, there's 21 people online right now. Um, drop in some comments. We'll try to get to them. Again, this show is always brought to you by pivot lending group. You can find them at pivotlending.com. Mention our show to Don Zoller or Aiden Olson's dad and uh, go through with a homeowner refinance. And you better hurry up because interest rates are about to go crazy. You get a $500 lender credit and 0.125 off your interest rate. So hit it. And now, a word from our sponsors. Yeah! This is a Pivot Lending Update with David Olson and Don Zoller. Get some. Hi, this is David Olson with Pivot Lending Group. And today we want to talk about the Lock and Shop program that we brought back to you guys in May. And it's important today because interest rates are on the rise the Fed has determined that they are going to potentially raise interest rates at least two to three times this coming year. And within the dynamics of our industry, we have quantitative easing that's going to be pulled back. So currently, the Treasury has conservatorship over Fannie Mae, and they are purchasing in the mortgage world, mortgage-backed securities at a pretty fast rate. And that purchase program has really helped to create a market for mortgage-backed securities over the last probably decade and is has been one of the big catalysts for driving interest rates down. And it's been announced that not only are they looking to raise interest rates, they're looking to pull back on the purchasing of mortgages, which means that rates will be driven by the private sector. And inevitably, that means the rate of return that a private investor is going to want over the government right now is going to be uh, substantially higher. In addition to the quantitative easing being restricted or being pulled back, we also have inflation. And so inflation now, decade over decade, we're seeing inflation move out of that transitory conversation and actually hit the, you know, the kitchen table economics as far as gas, bread, butter. And with inflation comes higher interest rates. So between the inflationary environment, the quantitative easing environment, and then the rates in, in conjunction with the inflation, we're going to be in a different world altogether as far as rates this time next year. So why am I talking about the shop and lock program? It allows you to lock in as we see rates moving up dramatically month over month this coming year and even into 2023. You're going to have the ability for $500 to come into our office, 
complete an application, get pre-approved, and then lock your interest rate, even without finding a home yet. You'll have 60 days, so two months, to find a home. Once you find a home, you have 30 days to close on that home. So for $500, we're going to basically give you 90 days to secure that interest rate. We guarantee that we'll close it within 30 days if you can guarantee you can find the home within 60 days. Once we close, we will give you a lender credit for the $500. We'll take that $500 off of your closing costs so that it doesn't cost you anything out of pocket to lock that interest rate, use that program. If you do not find anything outside of that period, then there's the $500 charge. Now, that being said, some people are going to say, well, in this market, you can't find a house in 60 days. You'll be surprised what the inventory starts to look like here over the next 12 months. With the rates going up, the purchasing power is going to go down, and you're going to see people that are sliding outside of those uh, debt ratio parameters or just not qualifying within a higher rate environment. So you know, there are going to be fewer buyers, and that's going to allow you more time to look at the inventory that's out there. So we're excited to see that. Uh, the opportunities will be growing for that sector of the consumer market here in 2022. So Shop and Lock program is fantastic. Let me know if I can help. Give me a call, 402-881-5951. Shoot me a text and we'll talk to you guys soon. David Olson, NMLS 16099. Don Zoller, NMLS 277589. Pivot Lending, NMLS 109995. Now to your regularly scheduled program. And then I remember there's a half drink kickstart in the refrigerator here. Ooh, flat kickstart. Dude, let me tell you something. There there is something to a flat kickstart. So it's been on it's been open for a week. Let's give it a try, shall we? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yep. Hey, pass me a kickstart. Tastes like tang. Oh really? Mm-hmm. It's probably like more concentrated too. Yeah, like all the all the the uh, all the what do I say? Water. Yeah, all the well, there's a word for it. All the diluters uh, evaporating out of it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, did I tell you and the rest of the people here that uh, we did complete our interview with uh, Ken Kalen, the uh, founder? Yeah. Of the Hobbytown Hobbyplex and will be uh, uploaded soon to our Patreon page. So if you're not a Patreon member, uh, you're missing out so far on um, John Talberg, our our new owner, um, and then Ken Kalen, our previous owner, uh, both have um, solid interviews. Ken's a little longer. Uh, We probably, honestly, we could have talked for like three hours, (laughs) but we were pretty pressed for time, so... Luckily, we didn't. And then, um, and then I got some outtakes on there from a couple of the YouTube videos that I've done. And then I have an idea. So I talked to my dad today, and uh, I'm going to bring him uh, up here to the Weberized Studio, I believe June 6th, and we're going to record for a special Father's Day uh, Patreon special. Oh, that's cool. We want to. You should do your dad. Yeah. Yeah, you should get your you should get your dad. We I'm sure they could do it remotely. I, I'm sure he'd go up there. We can talk about rate. You could talk about racing and stuff. Yeah, we could. Or talk about whatever you want. I think that'd be I think that'd be kind of cool. 
Yeah, no, it would be neat. I'll ask him. Okay. I don't even know if he knows I do this show. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't know. Well, my dad. I think I think, I've told him. I think my dad knows something along the lines of it, but I just, I just thought it'd be cool because. Uh, um, It'll be like, what station is it going to be on? <laughs> right. <laughs> where can where can I tune into this? Well, the one thing about the one thing about having a YouTube channel now for since 2018, and then doing this for two years now so far is like, like if something weird ever happened to me, there'd be a record of me now out there. Oh yeah. You know, like, like my mom, it's hard to, it's hard to remember my mom sometimes, but Mm -hmm. my sister was smart enough to get a couple videos. Um, like when my son was born way back in 06, you know, there's a video of, of us together. It's about 10 minutes long, you know, so I can always go back and I can watch that. Mm -hmm. And so I think it'd be cool to get my dad on, uh, on a recording not just for that, but but again, it's permanent. You know, it's a permanent thing. Yeah, unless YouTube deletes it. Yeah, but they won't. There's nothing. There won't be anything deletable. Do you think that like they'll get to a point where they're like, all right, anything uh, from the Roaring Twenties, we're going to delete it now, like 100 years from now? That's a good question. Yeah, when things are no longer available on YouTube? You would hope that with as fast as storage has progressed... Mm-hmm. that it won't be a problem. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, look at 20 years ago, your SD cards were big and they mm-hmm. were, I have uh, like one of the ones that we brought to Adrenaline with us, I just happened to find and I thought, oh, I got an SD card. And then I actually looked at it and it was like 64 megabytes. Oh, <laughs> not even gigabytes. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh man. I can't even use this one. Yeah, that's like, like even five, hold like five minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, that won't be a problem. Hopefully, your our storage is is so plentiful. It, well, it grows at such an exponential rate. Hopefully, it's not a it won't be an issue. Hmm. Hmm. Oh yeah. Do you have one? Comments. Let's get into our comments. Nick Nuthouse says, "Nice work on the total domination in truck." Will. Thanks. Um, everybody can't hear me. We can finally hear me. Steve says, we love the commentary from Will, but it isn't enough to tell what Alex is saying. No. <laughs> Remember when we first started doing this, the YouTube thing, and it was just me, like we didn't have your audio and it was just me. There's a couple oh, yeah. of them that are up very, very early. Uh, when I was trying to, f- when we were trying to figure out how to get, get us up on YouTube we were just learning. Well, everybody here was just learning how to do it. And we were kind of the guinea pig for it. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, Nuthouse says the crappie are in full spawn, hitting on minnows and small jigs. Um, a lot of fish talk here. Hmm. Nuthouse says to bug them and I'll teach them how to get those big carp. I was sitting there. I was brainstorming. I was like, well, what can I get past a little sunfish? And I was thinking like marshmallows. Maybe even corn, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Something like that, maybe. Um, David Fass also did not mow today. <laughs> uh, Will was talking about going 10,000 miles per hour metal since YouTube channel was broadcasting the Slot Car Worlds over the weekend. He said the scale speed was Mach 2. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. 
dude, slot cars. I remember when we had our King track for a little while and I, I was going down there and doing it every once in a while. And it was, I remember that track. So like we used to race minis on uh, Tuesday nights mm-hmm. uh, back then. And we'd run minis on the same night that they had slot car night. And that was back when 2.4 was still like brand new and it was only spectrum. I think, I think you could get a nomadio radio or something that would work too. Oh, yeah. Anyway, so your car would be flying down the end of the straightaway and they'd turn the track on or they'd be running and there's, there'd be like certain bands or whatever that it would interfere with. And your car just dead stick into the end of the end of the wall at the end of the straightaway going like, I don't know. Uh, it would, it, well, we're running like RC 18 T's with three cell lipos and Mamba brushes systems in it, like 9,200 KV. <laughs> like, like it's like a thousand miles an hour into the end of the wall yeah like it happened to me once and it happened to kevin like multiple times kevin there's somebody we need to get back into mini racing yeah Lissac. i'm surprised he isn't all about it yeah he's got a kid though his kid's about three i think his his whole thing with rc is you can't just show up and drive anymore yeah like like he used to and like it's he's like it's too hard and so uh uh he uh like mini racing, that would be like right up his alley. Yeah. You know, just open drive on a Tuesday. Zinc wants to know if we've driven the B6.4 yet. Um, I know you, you've you got yours. We You got a whole weekend on it now. Um, I'm yeah. waiting. I'm not going to buy one until carpet season. That's that's my thing. That's a good upgrade, I think. It's pretty much like if you don't have the, the if you don't have the, 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 plus three bell cranks and some of the other stuff on your old car. Um, and de- definitely new shocks are a plus. So it's like, it, it'd be kind of worth it. Like if you're ready for a car, mm-hmm. you know, and if you can drive for, you know, you can run really consistent laps and stuff. You're going to notice a difference. I think. Steve RC said he heard talk about running greens and not golds at our track over the weekend. What do greens do differently? I don't think anybody was running greens. Don't even listen. Yeah, don't don't listen to any of that. I have a set of greens. I was curious to put them on. Uh, nope. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah, nah. That, that stuff doesn't work anymore. We used to run greens religiously, but since we like that one time the track took gold, so we've never done it again. I will say mini the mini racing the mini cars, uh, mini B tires the 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 ellipses the green ellipses from from uh, J Concepts for the minis. They actually work pretty good, but yeah. Imagine if they're making gold and silver. Compound. No kidding. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> Zinc was thinking about coming over for the INS race. You have, uh, 11 entries before it's closed. So just a heads up. We're at 289 right now. Now there will be a purge June 20th. So if people aren't paid by then, then we'll, uh, we might have to, uh, delete some and reopen it, but uh, there's only 11 spaces left to go. So hurry up if you're going to decide. Are the new B sock B six shocks uh, just shorter? Uh, no, than, they're bit than they're eight scale deck- ones though. Our eight scale shocks aren't 13 millimeter though, aren't they? 16. Yeah. No. Yeah. They're they're definitely like bigger than eight scale shock. I want to see if. Uh, I want to see if the springs work. I actually, I did look. I looked to see if the springs worked on my Techno car because the 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 Techno ten scales use a, a thirteen millimeter shock as well, mm-hmm. and the rears are too long. Okay. For, for all of them, 
so I would have to use fronts all the way around, and I and the rates don't quite match up to what we're running rate wise. Uh, so I don't think I think maybe one or two of them. I might even I I would have liked to maybe try on the front maybe, but even then the length doesn't quite match up. So can you use the techno pistons and the associated shocks? Ooh, I don't know. I have to look at yours. Yeah, I wonder. Like, cause that'd be a way that we could get some blanks. Cause does techno make, are they machine pistons? Oh, you know what? No, they don't. Cause techno's, uh, shock shaft is elliptical. The ends. Oh, really? Yeah. The ends, instead of being round where the piston goes on, it's elliptical. Oh. So neat. you wouldn't, you wouldn't be able to put them on anyways. Oh. Sorry. Uh, Cody Mosier says that he saw Tom give x-ray a shout out in his post on Facebook. I did on Facebook. I did see that. I still wasn't sure if he was technically sponsored by him or not, though. A little bit of back and forth between Nick and Peter about just stuff like coming, trying to find a time to come to the Hobbyplex from from Canada. Yeah, Peter, last time I talked to him, it sounded like he was going to try to come to the race. Mm-hmm. He's saying he'd almost enjoy coming like on for just a week a, when there wasn't a big race. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's what he said here. Gives a chance to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Quit hockey for the summer. Oh, really? And he said he has he, to have time, and he still has no time. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, took my cars to the dirt track last week. Three screws backed out. Does Loctite go bad? I don't think so. Um, sometimes that just happens. I know whenever I build a new car, I always... Especially unassociated, I always look at the rear, um, the rear block because for whatever reason those tend to wiggle loose mm-hmm. at first, and I always have to reapply the thread lock, like I didn't use enough. How long can you drive a noisy motor bearing with a noisy motor bearing? Uh, replace it as soon as you can. Have you ever successfully gotten a motor bearing out of a motor? No, I, you I, have cheap. I never have. Well, and, yeah, I never. Tr- I've never tried. I even bought, well, I didn't buy it, but uh, back in the day, Thunder Power made a tool, mm-hmm. a bearing puller for their motors. Oh, really? Yeah, because I had a bad bearing in one of my Thunder Power motors back in the day, and so I, I tried to use it, and the damn thing broke before the bearing came out. So I just I get, gave up. That was in there. I have never successfully gotten a bearing motor out of a, bear, out of a motor. A, a motor bearing out of a motor. I've never tried. Um, Steve RC had to replace the motor, then the ESC and Alex's car on Thursday. We probably should have just got him a speed controller and not worried about the motor, but he did get a new motor for super cheap. So nice. And it worked out. He got third and plucks back, uh, death Viper games, which is Logan for his If I'm not mistaken. Uh, he says the nitro rustlers coming back for this weekend's truck, uh, truck series. Peter wants to know if you are going to, um, put any of the b64 upgrades on your truck um well i heard that they're gonna have 13 millimeter shocks available for the trucks too or pretty much every vehicle sure um so i mean i'll probably end up doing some of that stuff but i don't know it works pretty good the way it is right now i'll probably just leave it and if there's an update to the truck i'll end up doing that well, that's kind of what I was I, I, I was hinting at. I don't think you should mess with your truck a whole lot. Yeah. When it's working as good as it is. Mm-hmm. 
I just don't want to undo it and have to go have to re you know work on it more and more and more. Yeah, you know, just this this is working. You know, a lot of things change when you put big tires on it. You know, mm-hmm. it's a little, it's a little different ball game. Uh, big dude, uh, bad taste movie. Watch it. This goes back a long ways. I still have not been able to watch that movie. I think it's a Peter Jackson movie. What movie? Bad taste. I've never even heard of it. I I know I and I I've been meaning for a very long time to watch this movie and I still haven't seen it yet. So it's nice to see Big Dude back on here though. Yeah, I may I may pick back up with After Hours here shortly. I just I needed a break. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but my YouTube videos have sort of slowed down too. Uh, partially because there hasn't been much stuff, but also just uh um. I don't know. I was kind of overwhelmed there for a little while. I needed a break. It's a lot to do when you're, it's not your only gig, you know? Yeah. I was going to do an after hours last week to prep for the summer series. And then I really didn't need to do anything. So I didn't, I didn't do it. And actually I stayed Wednesday night. Ah, That's right. I stayed Wednesday night and I went through all of our shelves I went through the Traxxas aisle, the Arma aisle. We moved a whole bunch of stuff in the store. And it had been something that I've I've been um, working on since before we went to the Adrenaline RC, RC race. Mm-hmm. And so I stayed Wednesday night to finish it. And I got done with it about 1230. So I had just some store stuff to do. So there you go. Mechanic talking. Uh, Loctite does have an expiration date. Mm, who's that? Uh, Mosier, Cody Mosier. Oh, okay. Front casters. Peter says front caster screws. I already took the motor bearings out and cleaned them, but they just keep getting dirty. Hmm. Huh. Weird. I don't know. Usually, usually if the bearings are shot in my motor, I just sort of get a different motor. Yeah. Or like, or at least just replace the K, like the the um, or the, the housing. Yeah. Yep. You could do that. That'd be a cheaper way to do it for sure. Hmm. Do you have a setup? Uh, do you have an up-to-date setup sheet for your truck? Um, no, I do, no, I don't. I, I made one for Adrenaline, but that one's entirely different than what I run here. Yeah. You should make one for the Plex poster on your Facebook. You think? Yeah. Or give it, or send it to me, and I'll post it on the uh, Hobby Plex show page for anybody that's okay. asking. Are there a lot of people asking? Yeah, you never know. There could be a couple. I would hope somebody would want my 13.5 Techno setup. Mm-hmm. Maybe not. My car's fast. I would hope so. Am I that cool? Anybody want my, hey man, give me your setup. Yeah, I'm surprised people want my setup. Yeah, your truck looks good though. That's why. Okay, well, uh, you need to get a hold of Jason. See when he wants to come on. Okay, sounds good. We can talk about getting ready for the INS races and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be a good promotion. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. That'd be a good promotional deal for our, our race, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Work on that, and I'll uh, I'll try to come up with uh, something something different. Well, uh, we never really did the intro to the show either, but I think my mic wasn't working, so we got kind of sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, this has been Alex Sturgeon. Alex Sturgeon with the Hobbytown Hobbyplex Manager and Race Director. And uh, with me, as always... Will Brinton. 
And uh, we're going to sign off because we got stuff to do. So I appreciate you tuning in. Uh, Summer Series Round 1 in the books. A very busy spring, almost over with. Round 2 will be June 4th. Is that right? Sounds right. Sounds right. And then we got a month to the J Concepts race. So we won't have another Summer Series race after June 4th until July 30th. It's going to be a good time. Well, see ya. Yeah, see you guys. Thanks for listening. Sorry, this is kind of a snoozer. We're both tired. Yeah. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.